Hello, hello, beloved. I am very happy to be bringing you this transmission today. It has been pushing its way through for several days and yet not quite wanting to come into form just yet. And I wasn't sure why. I knew that I would learn why. And now I know why, because some very, very important energetic shifting uh, and also intel related to that uh, was uh, came through today. Uh, so very excited about it. I am recording this on uh, June 1st in Pacific time at approximately 2.30 in the afternoon. And the there have been big energy shifts all day. Um, I believe, I actually now, I'm not positive, but I believe that the big shift that I was present and supporting and creating uh, earlier today was approximately three, it may have actually been three and a half hours ago. And anyway, it doesn't exactly matter. But I know that many of you like to kind of calibrate your own experiences to some of these timings, and that helps you in your own expansion and also in your kind of your nervous system and your own uh, brain side of kind of the mental models that you're integrating and using for yourself as you go in this crazy wild uh, journey that we are on, particularly this year. So... Uh, I'm going to quickly describe what occurred earlier and then kind of unpack it based on what's been happening. And some of you may already bring through, as I'm describing what occurred, some of the knowledge from earlier shares that I've been making. I've been making small shares on my social media, uh, primarily my Facebook profile, um, although I try to remember to put these over onto Instagram as well, just so that there's some level of support for us as we go through this phase. But particularly in these last couple of weeks, it's been quite challenging to bring new things into form. And there are many ways of interpreting and thinking about that. And we'll come back to that. So today, what occurred was a uh, my cosmic brother here in human form and I uh, got on a live call as he was working with some challenging energetics and we help each other in this way all the time. And just as a side note, by the way, I hope that you have people in your life who can function at at least your level on the esoteric work or higher with whom you're able to do this uh, kind of connecting and support for each other. And it is very difficult to find those people, but it's set intention to let them come in at this time. And also it may be important to access uh, that level of support from someone who is able to do that um, it, through a kind of a paid container, uh, but it doesn't have to be. So it's a it's a it's a really very much a choose your own adventure, and you know whether or not you have the connectedness, the connection, the live relationship that is most supportive of where you are now and what you want that experience to be like. So. 
Yes. Um, okay. So we were uh, f- sensing into um, very intense blocking energy, which I was immediately aware was a actually what was happening for the collective this blocking energy around the highest timeline for the collective was in place and not just a function of for uh, this person's own timeline or my own but but all of us in many ways and so what what the visuals that came in were related to all of the timeline shifting and clearing that has been occurring in these last just a little over two weeks as the founder code sort of second wave of them has been coming through. And we started that work May 12th and we uh, we did it on May 12th, May 19th and May 26th, bringing in the most huge, very difficult to put into words, Uh, new frequencies and new energetics I'll describe a little bit of it later and um uh, and very powerful and it is a function of these coming in and what they have been shifting and making possible for the first time for humanity that has been what is the core foundational driver behind why it may have been difficult to bring certain things into form over these last couple of weeks while also supporting us to in fact bring new interesting things into form at the same time so there's been this both and of oh yeah oh this cool new thing that I started or I did or I created or I finished Um, and, but there were these seven other things I wanted to do and I I haven't been able to really do them and I don't know why. And that's been very frustrating for me. Um, so really having that both end would make a lot of sense to me. It's certainly been my own personal human experience as well. Um, and also during this time, many have been feeling more extreme physical challenges than they are used to having for kind of the the, the phase in which they are at around their integration um, of their cosmic and original self into their human. And so maybe have been having many, many months or even years of sort of, oh, wonderful, great, fabulous, all the good things. And then hitting this kind of kind of energy of like this sort of like, what's going on? Like the car's not going. There's a sort of squeaky, you know, kind of gunkiness feeling and and being surprised and even worried about it. And I've had a number of people reach out to me with concerns about things like, oh, no, I think I screwed up and I fell off my highest timeline. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I want to assure you, no, (laughs) that's not what's going on at all. Um, In fact, there's been part one way to understand this has been that there's been a Um, There has been a kind of a bleed through effect as many, many, many both of human timelines and of um, cosmic being timelines are being worked with and concluded and then integrated and consolidated within us during this time as part of the Founder Code's new wave. And this has... um, 
happened in a different way than it happened a year ago, roughly, when it when the first wave came in. The in this one, there's been this bleed through of kind of the challenges or the or the difficulties in those timelines coming into this human, you know, kind of highest human timeline, uh, both for individuals and uh, and for the collective. So that brings us back to today. So what we were seeing was this kind of huge giant tangle of what was all the all these timelines. And in this case, these were all of the kind of the cosmic being timelines, not just the human timelines. And it was both for, um, for him and also for the collective. And so these timelines were showing up to me visually like very fine chains like you would wear on a necklace. And by fine, I mean like very tiny little links of chains. And if you've ever had a very fine uh, kind of delicate chain necklace you know how easy it is for them to get tangled and to kind of create a little knot and then how difficult it can be to untangle it and in order to do that um, what typically needs to happen and this is just the physical reality of you know untangling these things what what works best is to place it on like a you know a countertop or some kind of sort of slippery surface and take um, like two little pinpoints, you know, from like a from like a pin or a safety pin or a needle or even like a paper clip that you kind of bend out of shape so that you have the little pointy edges and use the two pointy edges to kind of gently poke into where the knots are and just gently kind of wiggle them, wiggle them, wiggle them, wiggle them and eventually they come loose enough that you can see where the knot pieces are and you can kind of open it up using these little pokey things to open it up and then eventually get to the place where you can do the untangling by, by you know, with, with your big fat human fingers. So this is very important to be aware of as I describe what's going on. What I feel is that as I describe what's going on, you're going to do some of this work within your own being. And so that's why I'm giving you all the kind of the prep here um, so that I can just zip right through the kind of the whole piece and that will better support you in um, in, 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 in activating and allowing this to occur within yourself. Okay, so we, I saw all these different timelines and they were all visualizing like these very kind of fine, delicate chains and they were all in a big giant tangle and I could see where they all separated out to become their own thing, but they were in this big pile and it was a big pile up, a big jumble up that had started to get tangled is what was going on. And so we've been processing them um, in these last couple of weeks, but things got a little too intense in how we were processing them. We got a little too pushy, a little too forceful, a little too aggressive in our like, I need my highest timeline right now, ah, kind of energy in various ways. And as a result, they kind of got into this big giant tangle, like a big giant, like massive, you know, dozens of cars piling up on the road and nobody can get through on the highway as a result. 
And so the work that I then was doing was, okay, we're going to untangle these. So we began to untangle them using the kind of the energetic equivalent of these little needle points to start pulling and teasing them apart and pulling and teasing them apart. And I was moving and shifting them and gently just kind of shaking them or, or moving them a little bit here and there, vibrating them so that the movement of that vibration would allow the different little tiny chain links to start to separate enough from each other to get enough space between them that I could start to discern them differently and start to move them apart from each other again really so just kind of continuing to do that continuing to do that and as I did that I was then able to see kind of at the bottom of the pile the the kind of the highest timeline um, of the collective I was already aware that this was a collective, a uh, pile of collective timelines. And so I could see this highest timeline, uh, which is presenting with a different kind of tonality visually um, in terms of color uh, as the others. And so I was a I started pulling gently because I understood already from going into this that the pulling too hard was the problem. And um, my cosmic brother, when he brought this to me, was saying, that he was that the concern was that he could feel that the pulling and the pressure on these different lines was creating like a risk that they would snap and so it was that uh-oh feeling of awareness of the snapping was what, what kind of activated him to be like all right let's you know let's get Melanie in here and we'll work on this together not that he isn't perfectly capable of doing these things but as I said earlier there's very much a need for us to have the opportunity to co-create with people that are kind of at our level or higher um, in this work otherwise it's very a lot of problems occur so okay so we, uh, yes, so as I started pulling on the highest timeline to pull it out thinking, oh, maybe I can just tease it completely out and leave the big pile alone, I couldn't quite do it. I pulled it up and then it was, and then it, I could feel that it was getting stuck and it was gonna cause some more tangling at both of its, where it kind of was still in the pile. So I said, okay, I gently put it back down and, um, and together we talked and kind of brought through what was going on here. And he brought it back to his original visuals that he had shared with me, which was this kind of this sense of all of these uh, timelines were sort of tangled at the, at like the going into kind of a pit or kind of a hole. And instead of being able to free them or pull them up, they were blocked by this black rod, this visual of a black rod of energy was what he was receiving. And as he brought my attention to the black rod was still there in his uh, inner vision of it, I realized I was given, oh, this is the exact same thing as the kind of trap energy, the splinter of trap energy that was in the way of human evolution that I removed from the collective in, I, I'm going from memory, I think that was February of 2021, um, but you can find that in the earlier episodes uh, to verify the timing if that matters to you. And so what I experienced at that time that I was able to do in this instance as well was that the black splinter energy 
on its own could not be fully removed. In fact, from the collective, it couldn't be budged at all. And what I then had to do was to essentially, was to transmute it, was to bring in an alchemy to change the composition of that black splinter into a diamond energy. And once it was shifted from that black into the diamond, as a diamond kind of splinter or rod, then it was easy to just then dissolve it, to just turn it to dust and gone. Because I knew how to do this already. And this was like a little mini version of that splinter trap energy. Now, that first splinter trap energy that I removed in February of 2021, what was it 2021? Yeah, February of 2021, that was like had been in place for eons. This was a brand new kind of jammed in there to fuck with the, um, the big cleansing of all of the timelines and consolidation of all the timelines that the founder code, the, the founder codes that the founder beings brought in for us. And so it was a kind of an interference action or an interference energy. Now, if you want to get into more on kind of the timelines and pieces like that, I, I believe I did a transmission talking about some of the timeline pieces and the consolidation of timelines um, and why that matters just the most one most recent before this. So please do listen to that if you have not yet. It's very, very important stuff going on in there, I think. So, okay. So then now back to our experience with this black rod, this splinter energy dissolved and removed, I was then able to pull up and out quite easily the highest timeline and first I was guided to do my own, that it was my own. And so I pulled that up and out and this left and, I, and it kind of floated up and was just sort of like up above kind of my head, if you will. I was seeing all of this with my eyes open, looking out towards the horizon, out towards the lake, just to give you a little visual. Sometimes I, I just, ha I don't need to close my eyes to kind of ex really get into the visuals. Sometimes it actually helps to have them open and staring out at horizon. It varies. Um, so I was, this kind of then was floating kind of up above, like about a little above eye height for me and just floating there. And then all these others, I could just send in a big giant pile away to be decomposed and dissolved and broken down. Um, and it was the, you know, the sort of the mycelial networks um, and the energetics, not just earthen, but cosmic as well, that functions similarly to the fungal networks here on earth and the physical that take that which is no longer useful and doesn't have kind of useful life left in it and decomposes it and breaks it down and turns it into something useful for new life. So I was sent all of this back over there. That was then kind of taken and it was a big kind of like, I almost could hear like a kind of a gulping noise of a giant kind of like eating it, like, dum, 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 you know, like yummy, yummy, yummy kind of thing. And that was really lovely. And it's actually reminding me right now, if, if anyone listening loves Howl's Moving Castle, the movie Howl's Moving Castle, it reminded me a lot of Calcifer, the fire demon, eating the eggshells um, when they're cooking and they give him the eggshells. It reminded me a lot of that. It wasn't quite exactly the same, but very similar. Very fun, very beautiful. And so 
then this the there was a kind of almost simultaneously like just a microsecond behind that I was doing this for myself that this then was kind of opening up for the collective as well um and then in my friend's case he was then able to um see his own higher timeline now up above also kind of floating in the same way that I just described and do the same of you know sending it back into these decomposing helpful energetic networks so this was really helpful and beautiful for both of us in various different ways and has opened a bunch of different things within me and I feel within him and and for both of us in in fun uh in fun ways to kind of to be revealed as we go along right but it was very, it was really obvious at that point that this is why I haven't been quite able to bring through a really clear transmission because we needed to do this work to focus the transmission around this work so that you all then have kind of the intel to be able to kind of lean into the energetics and the codes that I'm bringing through as I'm speaking to do this work for yourself individually. Because what is now possible is now the entire collective is once again able to do its own detangling work and its own identifying of the highest timeline work and then kind of move on, move out uh, into the helpful decomposing networks of the other tangles. So, but you want to focus on this for yourself as an individual being and um, as you're doing it, if you feel called or capable to support it for the collective, then please do that as well. And if you don't feel called or capable in that regard, that's absolutely fine. Please know that just simply doing your own work actually is a radical impact for the good on the collectives because we are all part of the collective as well. And, um, and so there is a, uh, you know, everything is, it's, it's, we're all connected. There's no like, oh, I get to go off in a little secret corner and just do my high timeline while everybody else is screwed. That's just not how it works. We all eventually go together. Okay, so then, okay, so this is very, as this is, as these things are opening up, hopefully what you're starting to be able to connect into um, is something that came through on May 26th. Uh, the founder beings brought in um, earlier prior to that, they brought in to us as part of, wait, I have to back up. I'm sorry. So just to remind us, the evolution into Homo Lumens is defined as or marked by the access to and then the integration into the embodied human experience of the human self, the cosmic self, and the original self. And this is done through a esoteric white hole that opens up within the star center, which is a new energetic center within the human container that was brought through in about a year ago, maybe a little earlier in the first wave of the founder codes. And, um, and you don't have to be overly connected into all of that in order for this work to occur. You can just simply intend for it to be occurring and support it as it's going. And it's okay, of course, as always, it's okay if you have different visuals, different experiences, use whatever is useful to you. That is the most important piece, right? 
And as I always say, our mental models ultimately don't matter, including the ones I share with you. I share with you those mental models that um, I am given to share as hopefully the highest activating supports. Um, and it's just one version. So, okay. So the founder beings in this second wave from the 12th, the 19th, and the 26th of May, they brought in a, uh, these 12, and there are 12 founder beings, 12 primordial original first elements of all creation in the all of all and started to integrate these back into the human and in particular in ways that supported a faster or 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 more complete activation of the 12 dna strands in the human and um, not all of these are in the physical biology, to be clear. There are DNA strands that exists that exist in different, if you will, dimensional levels um, of the human experience. And so uh, these 12 DNA strands also supported through these original uh, f kind of pr uh, the, the first elements. And then later they brought in 12 new elements. 12 completely new elements or energies, master frequencies, master codes, whatever you want to call them, it doesn't matter. And they brought those in and began integrating those as well into the 12 DNA strands for the humans. And I want to be really clear for you that there is not a like one-to-one -one correspondence between all these things that have 12s in them. So it's not like, oh, one founder being matches with one uh, you know, first element and with one of the new elements and one of the DNA strands. That is not how it works. It is not that simple. It is the most complex connectivity that I personally, in my human awareness, have ever been given visuals for in terms of kind of energetic coding. Um, like it, it, the visual for me has been this very, uh, has been a golden, incredibly complex, like a sacred geometry, but with light language kind of woven in and out and through and symbols and glyphs and things that like I couldn't even, I, I couldn't even begin to try to describe any of this and it's not necessary for me to, but um, I don't get a lot of sort of sacred geometry visualizations the way many people do. Um, and so when I do, I know how powerful it is and I could feel these and I still can as I, as I talk about them feel how potent they are and they were golden with a black background and they were kind of all dimensions and certainly not like a 2d kind of a thing I don't even know if it would be possible to create sort of like a kind of an animated thing to express it maybe and um anyway so the this was this uh Okay, yes. So then the, the kind of the next thing that occurred was that these 12 new elements each presented themselves and I could see that at the center of each one was this brilliant, brilliant, brilliant kind of diamond crystalline kind of light energy kind of pulsing out from the center of it that was just like whiter than white. And then there was this like 
all these colors kind of refracting out, like in that same way that if you held like a, a you know, a multifaceted cut crystal or diamond up to the light, you would get like all these little like boom, 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 all these cool colors would be kind of zooming out of it. It was like that, but like times a gazillion um, coming out all at once, you know, and all moving and all connected to each other, like a kind of a kaleidoscopic melange of all of these beautiful, beautiful, beautiful colors zooming out of each of these 12 new element energies. And they then kind of morphed or evolved or turned themselves into giant multicolored flowers, but not like one flower per element, like many, 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 many flowers all in one, like kind of a big giant sphere of flowers just all opening up and blossoming and blooming all at once in all these different colors, just in incredible. And each of the 12 new elements was doing this and kind of morphing out into this giant sphere of uh, of these kind of flowers into creating a kind of like a giant flower sphere, but not a perfect sphere, right? This wasn't about like a perfect circle. It was a natural, organic, earthen focused shape. So therefore with irregularities by design in the way that even a really perfect, you know, flower that's in a perfect quote unquote circle, it has little edges where the petals go and some petals are a tiny bit longer than another, right? And these, what was happening was that the, that the founder beings were shifting these, uh, these new elements into this beautiful new flower grid for the energetics for the earth. So the old energy grid for the earth was replaced by this new flower, new elements grid, and it began spreading out around the globe. And I was, I was seeing it encompass the entire globe. This happened on May 26th. So you may want to kind of calibrate to that, um, if that's useful to you. And it was just an astonishing, beautiful experience. Um, I was actually then guided a, a, a couple of days ago to get up really early. <laughs> My human was not excited about getting up that early, but, you know, I just do what I'm told um, to work on some visuals to express this beautiful new flower earth energy grid for you all. And so um, uh, I'll figure out a way to kind of somehow get those connected in here. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I need a little water. Okay, so, all right, so this is what's been happening. And so this may have been creating all sorts of challenging experiences in these last couple of weeks, um, as well as interesting openings at the same time. And, uh, um, and the difficulties of bringing things into form or the feeling of like, why won't kind of the thing land? Why won't the plane land? I'm like standing here at the airport waiting for all my planes to land and they're just circling, circling, circling. Or uh, I used to be standing at the airport watching my planes circling, but now I can't even be in the airport and I don't even feel any of the planes. <laughs> that was a really common experience as well for people in various different ways. And sometimes as these different um, timelines, oh, I didn't mention, I, I think I mentioned this in the earlier transmission, but basically the 
with the, with these new um, founder founder codes um, here, we are then supported to have this huge batch processing of other timelines, both in our human and in our cosmic self, and and this bleed through effect that I, I think I mentioned I just mentioned earlier um, is was creating some some challenging kind of emotional experiences for people, um, and and then sometimes people get stuck in a loop around the challenging emotional experience, the kind of, oh no, what am I doing wrong? And then that has a negative downward spiral effect. And it was actually, oh, this is interesting. It was actually this large downward negative spiral um, experience for so many that kind of fueled, if you will, the, 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 the intensity of this black rod, this black splinter energy that that we have dissolved and removed earlier. It didn't put it there, but it made it possible for it to be so much stronger and bigger um, uh, than I feel it probably should have been otherwise. So what that tells us is it reminds us that no matter what is going on in our external circumstances, if we can find a way to love and resource and forgive ourselves for whatever is going on or wherever we're not, we don't feel like we're doing the things that we needed to do or whatever it is. If we can find a way to focus on and think of this from a neural rewiring, a neural pathways perspective, to focus on the good or to focus on our activities on what lights me up or what supports my radiance and to think about tending to your radiance and feeding your magic even when you're in the shitty, shitty, shit, shit, right? And like I know for myself, when I have really challenging moments, the most effective way for me to actually deal with that state is to go into deep energetic service work for the earth in some way or wherever I'm, you know, supported or called to do that. And that actually has a, as a byproduct of doing that work, 99% of the time, it just reconnects me. It's like, as if, you know, when, for me, bad experiences in recent years are almost entirely marked by a sense of, oops, somehow like the radio signal got turned off. What the hell happened? That's my most undesirable state. I don't really care about anything else anymore. All I care about is like, I want that beautiful rhythm, music, song, connectedness, knowingness to be on um, and flowing beautifully all the time because my quality of life experience, everything comes from that. And so when it kind of feels like there's hiccups or static on the line or the signal gets cut off, which can happen during kind of voidal periods, um, and I understand and know and, and can discern a voidal period, and I understand those to be primarily actually protective and supportive, so I don't get worried during those. Um, but during this most recent couple of weeks, I did have like a few periods of like, huh? And it mostly expressed in physical ways of like my brain just wouldn't work. And there were just certain things, I just couldn't do them. And um, what I sense is that those will start to come back online now for me, um, you know, today and tomorrow and Friday as we kind of get moving again. And, uh, and so hopefully this will be true for you as well. I know many others who've also had their own version of like, 
ooh, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop, can't quite get things going, or maybe can't even start, right? It's just like, eh, you know, sorry, just can't do that. It's almost like, um, like my friend had been talking about this idea of like kind of a repelling energy around certain activities uh, that he would have liked to have been doing on his computer. <laughs> Which is like, oh yeah, I feel that. Like there's certain things at my desk that I can do, but there's a lot of things that I wanted to do that it was like, nope, can't do it. And it did feel exactly like a repellent energy, like like a reverse magnet effect where it was like I would try to push into it and it would like physically push me back. Very challenging, very frustrating. Fortunately, the people close into my life who are affected by by that have been very gracious with me around um, uh, kind of the, the quote-unquote deliverables that, that haven't been available as a result of this. So, But I do feel things will start to move and open up again, and hopefully you're already feeling better today. Hopefully you're already feeling some of the energy is, is shifting, um, or after you hear this, and as you've been hearing this, hopefully you're feeling... Um, more of that kind of opening and that and that uh, connection happening and things getting started again. And I'm being told to remember, for those of you who like to connect into planetary astrology as you think about these things, we have been in a Mercury retrograde period, um, uh, which what I'm hearing is that it was matched with this if that makes sense and I believe we come out of that on June 3rd or something like that so it makes sense that we're kind of starting to get moving again um, I, I again I, I find planetary astrology to be very useful at certain times for explaining certain things and I encourage you to not let it dictate to you what is possible because it's always just based on people's interpretations Right? So there's some, you know, incredible astrologists in the world and they will, you know, be able to kind of interpret things in a way that is the most kind of empowering and supportive for you. But many um, people have these very dense old world um, uh, ideas about certain astrological pieces. And so it can be very um, disempowering as a result, right? Like there's often a story of, oh, Mercury retrograde means like everybody's screwed and terrible things are going to happen. Oh, if that's what you want to believe, then that's probably what your experience will be. Um, you know, my experience of retrogrades is that they are for, for all in all ways is that they're very, um, that they are very useful and very supportive and they are by design kind of placed, if you will, in the temporal lines of our human time to support us around the, um, the kind of the reviewing and the refining, the redoing, the reflecting on whatever is, uh, will be best served by that at that time. So the other thing that I want to bring in and, um, and we'll see if I can put this into words or not. So I'm not sure that I can actually. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I can put this into words, but I'll just drop a couple of like, like um, kind of like bookmark words so that those of you, because like, I'm hearing do this because at least, at least some of you will be able to have certain things open within you just from hearing it, even though it doesn't make any sense per se. So this is really looking at the idea of quantum physics and what is quantum physics actually doing and what is it actually describing the nature of reality or is it just simply describing our understanding or our experience, which is a different thing than to explain the actual thing. And um, that if we, if we kind of connect the idea of it's being describing information, 
then we can look at when we look in certain kind of quantum um, math and whatnot, the the kind of the binary nature of information as it's understood by humans at this time, then makes a lot of interesting things happen in quantum science. But what's important about that is the is the reminder that in form here in the gravity realms and in any of the kind of dimensions where yeah in all of the dimensions because in all of the dimensions we have light this polarities this binary uh principle which is what allows us to create like so this uh, this kind of one plus one equals a new thing it's not one plus one equals two it's this one plus one can come together to create this new thing and this kind of foundational sort of trinity element um that is present underlying all expressions of the deep sacred current of life force that occur in all of the uh, all of the dimensions outside of if you will zero dimension or 13th dimension depending on how you like to language that and the and one of the ways in which we've been playing with that here on earth has been around this idea of feminine and masculine energies. And these energies have been continuing to essentially kind of repair themselves and flip where they have been inverted um, to flip back to kind of correct uh, position and then as a result be able to kind of elevate um, in a, in a way that is useful. And I don't mean elevate in a, like, leave or go away, but to just kind of be restored. Restored is the word that I want. And, and then from a place of restoration to be able to expand, which is very much what many of us individually have been desiring and wanting to go through, or we have gone through in recent years, is this, how do I get restored to myself? And if you think about the different layers of your, of your kind of life experience as a human, there are many different ways to think about being restored to yourself. There's, you know, kind of the classic, you know, you're an adult and you're busy and things are too much and you're stressed and you get into sort of an overwhelm or a burnout or whatever, or stuck or whatever. And then I want to get restored to my kind of good functioning self. That's kind of a simple level. Then there's the sort of the deeper human level of, oh, my very early years experienced a variety of different degrees of kind of trauma and separation and not having the right kinds of unconditional love access that all humans should have, but almost none in the modern world actually are able to have. And as a result, there is this kind of hiding away of um, core aspects of ourselves, core uh, uh, pieces of our core essence, if you will, and then much of our lives are then marked by the journey of trying to recover, reclaim, reconnect, restore connection to all of ourself. And there are ways in which you can view that journey as actually being in service to the 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 the, the opportunity to then also restore into your wake human awareness, your cosmic self, your spirit, your soul, the experiences, knowledge, wisdom, 
whatever you want to call it, of other lives, not other kind of timelines of this human, but other lives, other experiences that you've had. And that is what this evolutionary journey into Homo Lumens is really about, um, is that integration and that restoration of all of that, but for the first time to be able to have it in an embodied form uh, at this level. All right, so I think this is... I think this is all of the things. I want to see if I am correct about that. I'm feeling into it. I have a fun song that I want to play. It doesn't have words, so you don't have to worry or be disappointed, sorry, that I'm going to sing, because I know some of you liked it when I sang last time, <laughs> or whenever that was. But let's play this one fun song, because it's so delightful as a kind of an outgoing piece. And it is called Joy, featuring Tom Parker by a band called Apollo 100. And it is from 1972. And I discovered this song through um, watching the show uh, The Man Who Fell to Earth that's airing currently on Showtime, which I love. I encourage you to please watch this show. I have found it to be super activating and super fun and super delightful. Um, you know, it has a couple of moments here and there where I'm like, I didn't want to watch that. But, um, but generally speaking, I have found it to be really amazing and really, really fun. All right, here's the song. So fun, right? This is the part where you want to get up and start moving, okay? And just start like dancing around and feel that beautiful flower grid, that beautiful flower energy just moving through you kaleidoscopically. Just the kaleidoscope of the, all the colors is just astonishing to have it just running through you and coursing through you and opening and expanding and know that this has happened around the entire earth and this is beautiful and the old grids are gone they have been deconstructed and removed thank god so amazing i love it so much so happy all the big things are happening all the big things are happening oh i'm going to turn this down a little bit because i'm getting another little piece to, to tell you okay so i want you to know that I think June is going to be easier in a lot of ways for those of you who have been doing this work and it's going to be lighter in a lot of ways, but really do make sure that you're tending to your foundations of what you're building, um, whether that's physically, you know, things that you're doing in form in your life, whether that's like internally in terms of the energetics, these things that we're talking about in here. Um, but it's, it's because things are going to start happening fast this summer uh, for you and it's going to be just like boom 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 things are going to just open 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 and you want that solid foundation in place okay you want that solid foundation in place so that it'll be easy instead of stressful when things start happening because if it's stressful when things start happening then you're going to put some blockers up and slow it down and you don't want that I know you don't want that um so just super 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 fun and I love you. I love you so much. Thank you for your light in the world. And um, yeah, I just love it. And I hope that you will share this actually. I think this is a really powerful transmission to share in the world as much as possible. And um, also uh, please um, 
share any comments like over in my social media or if you know me you want to privately message me that's fine it's really fun if you can put it into the comments because then that is really activating for other people and very validating for other people as well uh, so really appreciate um, on behalf of others if you choose to do that and just keep on shining baby and just tend to your radiance so good all right we're gonna just go out on the top few bars of the song as it repeats because it's so fun. Mm -hmm. 